Welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma radiated, and aired live every week, only on the Non-Productive Network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio, as always, by Ken and Pete. Hi, Ken and Pete. Yo, guys. Hi, Frank. On Near Mint, we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's mint, near mint, good, fair, and poor to you newbies. And try to guide you what to read and what might be better to avoid. On this week, we all got together and read the same book, uh, The Final Arc. In Charles Sewell, right? Charles right. Sewell and, and Phil, Phil Noto's yeah. um, uh, run of Daredevil, which is I think about fifty issues so far. They've been had, they had it for quite a while. Mm. Uh, the death of Daredevil. Ooh, another death in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Four issues long. Um, it's a pretty interesting tale, I would think. I, I found it pretty. It is actually Big Papa Pete is the one who suggested we would read this book. Yeah. I think it's worth picking up and uh, and reading if you're interested. I definitely agree. Yeah, it's it. I, I, it's loaded, right? So this is already loaded because it's, of course, the death of Daredevil, and we're going to go into this full spoilers, uh, an in-depth review, uh, and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised if you decide to read the book. Absolutely. All right. So uh, this is issues uh, six oh nine through six twelve. Yes. Correct. A four issue arc. A four issue arc that um, pretty nice quick read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, and it pretty much um, is what it says it is, or at least that's what it proposes. It's going to be the, the story that is the death of uh, Marvel um, uh, mainstay now, Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, first opening impressions. What do you feel when um, when Marvel specifically or any comic book company comes out and says we're about to kill our major character? I go, oh. yeah. I. Uh, I'm not quite that cynical. I, uh, I, I'm, I, my curiosity is always piqued. Okay, good. So I, I know this is comic books and nobody's dead forever, but I, I am curious to see what kind of story they're going to tell with this death of. I'm like right in the middle between those two. Probably we're all very similar in that it exasperates me that they have to keep doing this saying that this is the end. This will kill people more than anything has ever killed anyone. We mean it. But like at the same time, I know it's not going to stay. And I I think that you could tell great stories about the deaths, the air quotes deaths of these characters. Mm -hmm. It's just frustrating from like a social media perspective of now you're going to hear all the backlash and all the whining and all the complaining about how these legacy characters shouldn't die and you've ruined them anyways. And this is why I stopped reading and all that garbage. (laughs) I feel like it's better when you just say, Hey, this is going to be fun. Yeah. It's just going to be fun. There's going to be an interesting story. It's going to be, I mean, sometimes it's less fun than others. I think we, we, that was kind of definitely the way I went into this too, because I haven't been reading Daredevil, Daredevil. I think the last time I read anything that had Daredevil in it that I can consciously remember was probably Civil War. Wow, the mm. original Civil the War. The original Civil War. Wow. Like, I That's never really kept up with the character. I liked the show and everything, but I just never... I always loved the character, too, but I just never followed yeah. up with it. I, I also I kept had a vague idea of what was going on with Daredevil. I've read a few books with Daredevil in it, but I haven't been a devotee of Dev- Daredevil. I haven't... I've never really followed Daredevil. When I was young, I did. When I was in oh, I did uh, too, high yeah. school and... Yeah. I, yeah, around then, it was... I mean, Daredevil is... Um, Sort of a cutting edge character for Marvel. He's mm-hmm. he tends to he was I think one of the first that really went a little darker back when uh, you know Frank Miller was working on exactly it. and even a little before that when he would um, you know there's a crisis of faith in these characters characters died more or less permanently for a short amount of time Electra in the, being in the, the pages. character that stayed dead for a while right uh, we're going it's 
uh, 20 years now that Karen Page has been dead. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and you can't like ignore the fact that modern day Daredevil, uh, you know, movie aside, perhaps the Netflix show is keeping right in line with this resurgence of comic book characters into mainstream pop culture. So like Daredevil's very much been on my on my mind and it, I have some history with it, but I have not read mu- I don't think I've read any of of this line until the big book. And so from a from a perspective of like this will sell books, you know what? Saying you're going to kill Daredevil got me in. I started yeah. reading. And oh, I oh. never would have picked it up if it wasn't for I that that moment of well, let's see what they do with this. Yeah, uh, which I, I I know I I feel a little a little iffy about it, but my my big if is that uh, I would feel much better, and I think I've been saying this consistently. Early episodes of Near Mint, really early, years and years <laughs> ago, like back when uh, Johnny Storm died, oh, and I yeah. was like, bah. Johnny Storm is dead. This is an outrage. I was very, very upset about it. And then I think a few years later, it wasn't at that time, but like a year or two afterwards, I had read Uncle's uh, that that one short story about yeah. Spider-Man dealing with uh, or talking to Franklin about his uncle who had passed. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's all worth it. Now I know why you want to kill these characters. Sometimes it tells <laughs> these wonderful stories you could do. So I, I kind of flipped the script on that one. And then up until somewhat recently, a few years ago, with uh, spectac- no, uh, Superior, Superior Spider-Man. Spider-Man, where Peter Parker was going to be dead forever. We mean it this time. And at the very start, I was like, yeah, you don't really mean it. So I'm not going to be a jerk about this and be all offended. Yeah before I read it. I'll be honest, again... And it was a great book. Again, never a fan of the whole kill the character, because it, it, as you said, too, it's become like this weird kind of go-to. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really liked the Superior Spider-Man storyline, and that was part of the reason why I think I was okay with saying, all right, let's see what they do with Daredevil. Right, yeah. yeah. I think you've earned some good uh, good, uh, uh, good blood. I don't even know. Goodwill? Goodwill. That's probably what I meant. Probably. Not the opposite of bad blood. Good blood. But there's lots of blood in this book. So let's, so (laughs) as far as, so I guess the three of us had not been reading Daredevil regularly. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I'll admit, Pete, I think you said that you don't really, there's not a lot of confusion or missing like info in, if you pick up these books. You are wrong, sir. Oh, really? I was up with Wikipedia or comics or like a a bunch of different, I was just like, who are these people? What's happening? The people that Matt is working with in in the beginning of his book. I, I didn't know who oh, they see, were. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think I the only one that I, that I realized, it took me a couple minutes, who, and then I realized who Cypher, who Cypher yeah. was. Yeah, it took me a little Cypher, but I didn't. And it wasn't until I saw him in the actual suit with the X logo on, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. who that is. It's like the last issue. Yeah, and the other guys were like really kind of... They're vague in yeah. humans. They're very, they're, they're relatively new in humans, I think, yes. as well. So uh, his team consisted of. Uh, so just the very backstory of the of the book is that it starts off with um, Matt uh, pushing a kid out of the way of a uh, re- like a reckless driver, a, a distracted yeah. driver. Uh, and they the, never even explain anything about the driver of the truck or no. anything. Yeah, it, it has a little bit of coffee on him. It looks like he legitimately just got you know distracted, uh, like he had spilled hot kid, coffee on himself. And the kid was. Face deep in his phone. Right. Millennials. That's what the whole theme of, of Daredevil is these days. Did you know? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, he pushes the kid to, out, of, out of harm's way. He gets hit by a truck and is uh, in an emergency room. And then he, when he wakes up, he manages to miraculously pull through. He's, he has a renewed sense of urgency of, I really got to clean up my city. I got to get Wilson Fisk, who is mayor of New York at this point. Mm-hmm. I got to get him out of office. I gotta clean up the streets. Can I can I jump in though? Oh, yeah. Woken up after having a dream w- uh, of stick 
smacking them awake. Of course, yes. Because <laughs> that's the best way to do it. Absolutely. And the rest of the, the four-issue arc is uh, Daredevil evading the assassins that Fisk, we assume, sends after uh, Daredevil to stop him from stopping Fisk being mayor. Uh, and, you know, basically Daredevil coming to terms with a lot of the biggest the, the biggest hits of his life, right? Yeah. So uh, part of this is having a team he reports to, or he he goes to, to uh, to reveal his secret identity to, mm-hmm. and say, "I need your help to get Fisk out of the out of uh, office, out of office." Yeah. Uh, so that's actually already we've already just in the first issue hit a couple of the major. That's one of the things I think you have to do in a story like this is you have to deliver on all the classic points for a character's history. Right. So you've got hit by a truck. Yep. Or almost hit by a truck in a way, you know, as a young kid. You've got an <laughs> allusion to that. You've got um, him having a team that he uses for, like, investigative reasons or courtroom reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Daredevil revealing his identity, mm-hmm. which is a big thing that happened in the run on at least one occasion. That was very amusing, by the way. I, I'd just <laughs> like to point out that scene where he reveal where Matt Murdock oh, assembles yeah? this team and... Uh, and Reveals his identity by pulling out, reaching into his jacket and pulling out the daredevil mask. Mm-hmm. And it, it's basically a room full of blind people. There were a lot of blind people <laughs> in that room. He was like, here, look like, at this. Every, everybody just got quiet. What's happening? <laughs> it's like uh, Matt just reached in his jacket and is holding daredevil's mask. And looking at us like we're supposed to understand what that means. Yeah, and then Cipher <laughs> cluing it all together was kind of cute too. Uh, yeah, I, I. I'm trying to remember when Cipher went blind or if he's blind. I don't think he is. I don't but think he's wearing, he is. Those he's big wearing glasses, weird glasses. Like, that's just he's his weird. Spiel. But I don't really know. So uh, on his team uh, of abhorrence is the X Men Cipher or the Mutant Cipher, the Inhuman Reader, who I did not know anything about mm-hmm. and had to look up. Which it was really important to look very, up. Very cool fish. character. Yeah, he is pretty it's neat. Like, honestly, I don't think it's that important. Like, as, com- as as a certain type of comic book fan that we are, mm-hmm. we we see a character and immediately want to know more about them. Yeah, it's, I honestly knowing who Reader is or who Frank is is not that important to the story overall. I disagree. The fact that he's a inhuman doesn't come in. Sure, yeah. It's like knowing a little bit about his powers helps out with the action. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know anything about uh, Frank's powers. I actually looked up Frank as well. Yeah. So in both cases, I think it's the sweet spot for me. I actually kind of like looking up characters. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's fun. Um it, it, I, you're right in that I didn't feel lost in the story or like what's going on here. But when I read the like paragraph long synopsis of Reader's ability is that he has, he can make things he reads literally true. So he keeps Braille cards because he happens to have no eyes or blind. And if he reads mm-hmm. the Braille card, he can make something literally happen. I'm like, that's a pretty neat gimmick. Um, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, problematic, but also kind of neat. So cool. And uh uh, Frank McGee, the uh, Frank is McGee. the cop with the glowing eyes that doesn't really show up much in this. But like knowing that he is he was a former police officer, became an inhuman, and kind of is like that informs the character a decent amount. Where I enjoyed it more, mm-hmm. having looked it up and finding out what was going on. He's a lot like an an, an inhuman cyclops. Uh, yeah, there's but a he, he's class. blind. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I didn't know he was blind. I just no, thought, he's blind. Oh, well, there you go. And how does he see? Uh, vaguely. Kind of daredevilish way. Okay. 
Yeah, this is all very, pro- wow. this is all vaguely problematic as well, where it's like, I am a bunch of blind characters who aren't. Uh, well, Rick, what, we, this is Daredevil. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. we're going to do but fix of that. So it, I, I, I think it was nice in the very first issue to have a bunch of the, the big hits for what's going on here. Uh, in the in Daredevil's history, what did you what did you folks think of the uh, of the very the, the All right, let's let me just spell it out. How long did it take you before you realized he was on the operating table the entire time? You mean are we talking the whole? Are we talking the, the whole it? arc? Yeah, the whole arc. I knew from the very beginning. I realized it from the very beginning. I I had an inkling from the beginning. And then and the more you read, the more it's just hammered home that that's what's happening. I bought into this immediately. I, I bought in the entire way. Really? Yeah. yeah. And t- okay. when, it, when the reveal happened, you were shocked? What was your, what was your I, reaction? I, w- I was shocked at the, at the end. I was like, <gasps> oh, God, no. Oh, man. I wish. Oh, this is, this is awesome. Like, if you yeah. can't experience something firsthand, talking to someone who experiences it is the next best thing. It's like, I was like, yeah, this must be what people that didn't get the sixth sense felt. <laughs> oh, so I did the reverse. I, yeah. I figured out sixth sense right before the ending. And you were like, <laughs> first scene, you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was, you said the whole time. Yeah. I think I realized it more so later on after the meeting with the team and Electra showed up at his place. It gets more because, obvious, right? Yeah, because it was. It's almost like if the way it's written and the way it was presented, it was like Matt realizing this is everything that he's always liked and appreciated in his right. life. It's like your life. Uh, th- this is your life. And, it, and everything kind of. Yeah. Everything is working too well. Fit, all the pieces fit into place the way that he would always want them. The idea of even him getting Electra to stay with him when he knew that, that she would have left afterwards. Yeah, definitely. And then joining the team on top of it. Yeah, because in I, a perfect world, that that would happen. The book, the four issues of the book are laid out very well. Each one is named for a phobia. The yeah. first phobia is the fear of death, uh, and it's about him basically deciding, as he mysteriously recovers, air, scare quotes on that, uh, <laughs> that he, time is precious, and he has to do everything he can to save, um, to to do what's right and get rid of Fisk, and you know have one more win. The next issue is, uh, I think, Pistanth- fear of... P- I'm not going to try to pronounce it. It's fear of being uh, hurt by people who uh, uh, you've trusted in the mm-hmm. past. Uh, and that's primarily a primary focus in this book is his relationship with Elektra, which is iconic for Daredevil. Uh, I think there's some amazing development in this in the second issue. Both funny as oh my god! T- my favorite scene is when they kidnap uh, Fisk's right hand and they're having the chase. Oh yeah, that is oh, great. Very good. The action is real time. Knowing that uh, Frank has some telekinetic powers does make that motorcycle thing make more <laughs> sense to me. But uh, overall, very amusing and like the the artwork and the dialogue both make it feel very real and gives like Matt his authentic voice Electra her authentic voice I really mm-hmm. did enjoy it here here's the the fun thing too like especially going in with like that scene we we're just talking about like Pete was aware of the characters you researched them I did none of that and just went oh that, so that's a thing <laughs> pretty much for most of this book <laughs> <laughs> all right that happened sure yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, the complication scene was just amazing when the the, the car race uh, that was really good, and uh, I really like how it resolved poorly for Matt in his relationship with 
Electra. That that issue yeah. ends with him being the stupid hero that he frustratingly always is, refusing to let bad people get killed who are responsible for killing more people into the point where, like, uh, it, it, it backfires on yeah. him. And that is a classic trope for Daredevil. The, the, the desire to be the hero outweighing the desire to do the most good mm-hmm. um, because you refuse to do something that's, like, very bad. Which I think is where they did a good job of somewhat throwing you off the... the, the you, giving those doubts about, well, maybe this is really happening. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's, it's working out well. Things start going well. But they do take that step back. True, yeah. He's definitely not experiencing a uh, idyllic not, dream. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do we think about the uh, the villain that I was makes just going to bring up. Yeah. I actually had, a, we were introduced to the to a, a brand new villain in this, Vigil, that kind of made me reminiscent of going, when we wrote, went back and read The Death of Superman, where we're, here we have a death arc, and we've essentially introduced a brand new villain that's going to wind up taking out our hero. Mm-hmm. There, who yeah. seems to be beat for beat, pound for pound, that, on the same page as as our uh, protagonist. Yeah, I I felt he was very melodramatic and also the perfect villain that Matt would conjure up in his mind to yeah. fight him. Like he's the, faceless the, and a mirror of yeah, himself. The, the religious icon. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 fact yeah, that his name is Vigil, yeah. It's just. Yeah, it feels like oh yeah, definitely Matt would think that he deserves to be killed by a Catholic. When uh, they first, when when they first really confront each other, it's in a church. Yeah, an abandoned church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and again, just to put a button on it, where where um, Daredevil refuses to allow this. It's not even will Daredevil kill a very bad man who's responsible for a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people dying. It's will Daredevil just slow down a bit and not protect that very bad man from being killed by an assassin? Yeah, no, yeah. he has no. to. He has to stop has vigil. To keep and you know, and I love. I absolutely adore Electra's response to this. That you seem surprised. You shouldn't be. Killers kill. This was a mistake. Goodbye. Mm. I'll always remember you. But like it's it was so That was clinical. the one that actually helped sell me on where everything was going to. Oh yeah. With her walking out saying I'll yeah. I'll, I'll 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 remember you. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of it's it's it is high high concept in many ways, mm-hmm. but it it sells it pretty well in four issues. Yeah. I could see mm-hmm. why you were uh why it had been concealed for you. And I think on our, our in the next issue we got Stilt Man. <laughs> so we get the Rogues Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's another big part of especially early Daredevil. Yeah, right. He was just like any other costume adventure in Marvel, goofy yeah. with goofy villains. But I like this in the way that they were all in that confined space in the arena, and we have the inner monologue of Daredevil saying, "Okay, I know how I'm taking all these guys out," and he's pretty much sets them all up to. We take each other those, out. One of those great killer, uh, one of those not killer superhero moments. Where it's like I know my villains too well, and I know how to how to, how to deal with them. The, yeah, it, yeah, it's clockwork, and it's perfect, mm-hmm. and it 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 and it tracks in a way that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Good tight writing, and, and a few action pages, which you know sometimes you kind of let that slide. Yeah, and not in this case. This is a really good storytelling, and it and it builds up to a crescendo of the ultimate daredevil villain making a. a a specialized appearance uh, in Bullseye. Bullseye. And Matt, 
you know, acknowledging that special relationship, you know, the, the, of course it was going to be him. Yeah. It was always going to be him. So, so and almost accepting mm -hmm. that, okay, now, now that this is it, I'm going to die. It was almost, it's almost like that, that Batman Joker thing where it's like, if, if, if anyone's going to, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, this issue is called uh, Phobia Phobia. It's uh, a phobophobia. Phobophobia. The fear of fear. fear. And now Daredevil's classic thing is he's the man without fear. That mm -hmm. is the tagline. I had a friend who in uh, elementary school, I think, or, or, or junior high school, who would collect Daredevil covers where Daredevil was afraid on the cover. I don't know. It was a very specific there were, thing. Oh my god! And there were quite it makes a few. sense. There's like the ones where he always has like his mouth open, like exasperated yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, or he's like crippled over because his senses are yeah. over. And I remember thinking at the time, like, that's really good. I like that idea. Uh, and I really enjoy that. Part of this is the nod to his goofy past. Part of it is a nod to his rogues gallery and all the things about that. But you also have that wonderful. That is the in third issue is where it's cemented for me. He's fighting the stilt men, not stilt man. Yeah. And at the end of one panel, after getting slammed in the back by one of the stilt men, it says, "Oh, it's a black panel." It says, "Clear." Did you notice that? Pete? Yeah, I don't even know if I noticed that. I did. So just take a look. It's in the first few pages of that third issue when the stiltmen are attacking, and one of them pushes him, punches him right in the back. The next panel, it's all black, white letters, clear. And at that point, I'm like, well, this is they're they're just yeah. telling you. They're just telling you, which is beautiful even more beautiful that not everyone picked up on it. I really do mean like you got to. It's a perfect balance. I know. Because that. It, and they they wove it in pretty well. Oh, very oh, well. I didn't I didn't catch on to what was going on because the word clear finishes Matt's thought. Yeah, oh. if I can only you know, if, if, I could, if I can just get and then he gets hit in the back, goes to black and you get clear. Right. Yep. And he could have definitely been knocked unconscious. Although mm -hmm. then the next panel, he doesn't seem to be unconscious. No. Which is a no, it's not hint. him like but it's the, getting it's, back up from. And being it's a page turn. And it's a page turn that yeah. it's enough for you to be lost to lose the. the and it track. lost me. That's so good. I, I admit. That's really awesome. Uh, some of these characters. Can we talk about his row gallery for a little bit? Yeah. Who are some of these people? Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary's costume is. Goddamn ridiculous. Well, it always was, kind I, of. I just don't yeah, this I is don't. a bit more ridiculous yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, Electro's fun. Gladiator, I vaguely remember. Vaguely remember. Uh, that's pretty much what it yeah. is with Gladiator. What you see is what you get. Ten Fingers, no clue. No, yeah, I didn't know no, who that was. Uh, I, did I you love look Ten Fingers up, Frank? I did not. I should have. I am not entirely certain that this isn't the only appearance of Ten Fingers. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like if it Matt's, Matt's coma dream... <laughs> He imagined this Dick Tracy-esque villain. <laughs> uh, we had Claw in there. Claw and Ikari. And, um, yeah, just the way he, uh, we've talked about it, but the way Murdoch kind of just plays everyone against each other was a highlight. It's one of the one of the strongest parts in this series. Oh, and that, yeah. And the tension of fighting uh, Bullseye at the very end. Now, where the story actually loses me, and I did a little bit of research afterwards, and I wasn't, you know, you know it kind of resolved it. But who the hell is is it? Mike Mike Murdoch. Mike Murdoch, <laughs> his his own brother, kind Matt, of or Matt's fictional twin brother. What does that even mean? That called back to a very early issue of Daredevil when he was still hiding his identity from Foggy and Karen. Okay, 
And I don't remember the exact situation, but it was one of those where in order to talk himself out of a possible identity reveal, he invented a twin brother. Oh, God. Named Mike. Like, oh, no, this is, you, you're thinking of my twin brother, Mike Murdoch. Uh-huh. And I don't rem- I don't know how two of hi- having two of him solves the so clearly I can't be Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't but know. it seemed to make sense at the time. Sure. And uh, yeah, somehow a little while ago he showed up. Uh huh. And did reader read like a sino- a diary entry or something and make him real M- maybe i don't know oh, that's Honest- very odd. honestly i don't i i did a, i did a very little thing yeah reading and, and i don't know if they ever actually fully explained where he came from so uh, yeah i don't i don't know the answer uh and i didn't do the research yeah. for it and from the fr- from from the context that's w- that we're given it seems like he at least believes that Matt is responsible for trying to make it so that he never to erase him from existence. Oh, I didn't get that. I do. I feel like Mike Murdoch, the imaginary brother, uh, definitely does not uh, trust Daredevil for whatever reason. Doesn't know that Daredevil, Matt Murdoch, and Daredevil are the same person, and that Matt Murdoch is fully aware that Mike is not real, which is very odd. This is such a this is such yeah, a comics everything thing. That's what he says. He says, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to kill you. Maybe I should after all that business trying to erase me a while back. But no. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess, yeah, he was. uh, So is he aware that he's not? This is just. (laughs) So the only thing I took away from this was what the hell's going on? And then. then, But then uh, it seems like Mike has no idea that Matt is Daredevil. Because in the next panel, he's like, you're working with my brother trying to bring down Wilson Fisk. Definitely Mike. Doesn't know Matt is Daredevil, but apparently Mike is aware that he's not real, that he himself is not real. Maybe. Who knows? This is never really explained much, but I guess it's a nod to uh, the part oh, of the wow. history of, of Daredevil. That's interesting. He's aware that he's not real because trying to erase me. Yeah. I took that as erase, like, officially. Oh, maybe. Like, make me disappear. Like, you, you tried to make me disappear, but... Yeah, I, I was th- always your twin brother. So this is the weirdest thing, thing for me. This is it takes up a decent amount of page length for me. It's a little bit from the next issue too, and it feels like it resolves a thing in Daredevil's canon that I didn't even know existed. So it's the one thing like everything else: the Stiltman, the the Groves Gallery, the Electra, the the his you know his Crisis of Faith, all the other things he deals with in these four issues that re- represent him dying. Um, I understood why anytime it, it would be almost as if like this were the death of Spider-Man and they threw in a, a bunch of panels about Ben, Par- ben Parker, the spider clone. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not familiar with what's really going on. So I don't really know what's happening. And it seems weird. Um, but whatever. It, it, it's resolved relatively quickly. Um, and actually, it heightened up the tension for me because at this point I was thinking, oh, if they when they kill Daredevil, this might be how they undo it by yeah. having, Mike, by having Murdoch Mike Murdoch be the take new, over the yeah, which would be awful. So I was, you know, uh, you know, heart in my throat, kept reading through. <laughs> Again, the last issue is Fear of Eternity, Fear of that's Never Ending. I didn't look that up. Yeah, it, it is the the fear of never dying, effectively. Uh, which is what 
what Matt has to deal with in this thing. He keeps fighting evil, and even when he wins, it keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. So in this story, we deal with the other major aspect of Daredevil's career in comics, which is he is a lawyer. And there is courtroom drama going on. (laughs) So he finally finds evidence against Fisk, and he's going to bring him to justice. And not only is he going to do that as Daredevil, not as Matt Murdock, a little bit as Matt Murdock is going to be, but as Daredevil in the courtroom, but all the heroes who show up to back him up. Everybody's finally there, finally standing up and speaking out against Wilson Fisk. Right. New York is there. New York proves that it did not choose Fisk. Yeah. But even then, he's got a little bit of that self-doubt, because in his mind, what does he think that... What does Fisk find out or or confirm for us? That That he would have won. He would have won anyways, even if he hadn't cheated. Mm -hmm. He would have won. That is... I think that is the most damning thing and the most disturbing thing in this book. Well, I I actually like the opening of this issue where Matt finds out what the real deal was. About the uh, the fraud. Oh, how he eats with the mad thinker. With the mad thinker. Which, yeah. going back and looking at it, like, it's just really disgusting to look at the panels. <laughs> yeah. Watching the mad thinker eat. Sp- I think it's spaghetti or something. Yeah. It's awful. It looks like yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. Meatballs. Yeah. It just there was just something. Uh, I felt like I needed a shower after looking at it for some reason, just the way it was presented. <laughs> and I really like that. Hey, he just listened in and decided to testify. And he said, oh, if you recall this earlier comic book where Daredevil was forced to take the stand, there's precedent. And I'm like, wow, all right, cool. Yes, I guess there is precedent for yeah. this. It, it, that almost read off to me like, you know, how Batman in the 60s would have just shown up. Definitely. A, in court to like, you know, well, testify. In the, in the 60s, he was a duly deputized. Well, agent of, <laughs> agent of the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And the the little at this point like I'm I'm well aware that this is the dream ending Matt is looking for. I mean, literally oh, all yeah. of Earth's heroes are in the courtroom backing him up. New York is backing him up. Everybody loves him. There's that one nagging doubt that New York would have voted for this this monster anyways but hey you know that doesn't take a page out of this one reality the whole courtroom scene i think is where things started to get in on me this is too good yeah it's like everything was working out for him you know the judge didn't block the ridiculous testimony that was being (laughs) offered by these people wearing masks and costumes Mm -hmm. in the courtroom Mm -hmm. you know it, it was it was so ridiculous but it was it was what you want to believe you yeah. want it, it's 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 a lie you, you want to believe you want your hero to win and he, this was like when the the king is gone or whatever the the, the headline for that newspaper the king is dead yeah. the king is dead uh, that's like which is a little weird because he isn't dead he's just out but uh you know you get why why Matt would want this and you want it for Matt You're, and you, yeah. you hear what he's saying like I keep fighting evil and it keeps coming back and what am I going to do why do I have what, will it be forever this way and you it's want like, him I to remember have this the, way I remember the title of this I know he's about to die yeah <laughs> it's like I'm so glad that he gets this before it <laughs> right right before yeah. it happens and uh, you know it, 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 although that is the climax of his you know hopes and dreams there eventually while sitting on a skyscraper contemplating the good job the last good thing he did Mm -hmm. uh he does fight with vigil one more time and in the battle realizes that vigil wears his face oh my lord and in fact 
we are surprised to find what Darth Vader is me that he is Darth Vader the entire time. No, that he is uh, still on the operating table from the original truck uh, accident where he saved that teenager. Uh, and he now has to decide whether or not he wants to keep fighting in a miserable world that will never, where winning is not really part of the equation. It's never going to end. Mm-hmm. It'll always keep happening over and over again, especially if you're a legacy comic book character. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, because, you know, you, you saw the ending coming. Mm-hmm. But that last page, well, not the Couple last of pages. page. The, that page with Karen. Yeah, I was oh, even yeah. going to say too, like the one before that, where we, we they have the panel where he, where he's actually All realizing it never versions. ends, and you see the different versions yeah. of him over time. That was that was good. And then but the, that the next page, page, that page with Karen, <clears throat> yep. was such a gut punch for me. Yeah, like that. The the second panel has got to be one of the most beautiful, heartbreaking pieces of comic book artwork yeah. I have ever seen yeah the expression on her face says so damn much it is the art is beautiful it is beautiful and i do like that of all people it's karen who essentially says it's okay Mm -hmm. yeah and this this is a character that i mean i always forget the uh everything that she actually went through she and matt went through Mm -hmm. together in the comic books and how how tragic especially the end of her story was and the mm-hmm. fact that that story has stayed over for 20 years yeah. in in real real world it is very difficult to do to give one character um a backstory or motivation with the life of another character it's difficult to do mm-hmm. it well and not make it feel like a revenge fantasy or a refrigerator moment yeah uh, i would think that this is probably the closest comic skit is it's a it seems genuine she's still a character she's still oh sure she has there was a reason for what happened it 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 ex- in my mind at least and your mileage may vary but like it excels as a moment that is actually Truly tragic and not just sort of like reactionary crap. Yeah. Um, and, and that's yeah, what I think. The whole Karen Page thing, I think, is, is true tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. And in the next page afterwards, that black panel, that black page, is is the death of Daredevil. He yeah. is uh, dead. and But we, of course, are immediately followed up by another page of white text on a black background. He, I cannot see the light, so I will be the light. I am Daredevil, and I'm not afraid. Uh, and that ends the issue. So I've been told that this is an ambiguous ending. Mm. Um, maybe. What are your thoughts on that? On yeah, the, on the ending. ending. On the, it, do you find the ending ambiguous? I could, I could understand. Yeah, only because he had the beat, actually, yeah. on, in the line at the very end, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not... I, I took that as a... As a sign of him dying initially, but I didn't. It, it wasn't until reading it th- again this time mm-hmm. that I noticed that the beat is at the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gone flat, but the beat starts. Right. And you only have one. Right. But which it's comes, at the end. But it's still ambiguous. I it, mean, I, yeah, I, I, do, I agree. It's it I, does I, seem. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I respect people who are like I could go either way. Um, uh, my reading of this what is like you, or it, that's a sign of life. He's mm-hmm. he's the, the it's on the right side of the line, you know. Uh, and then if you you know continue reading on in the notes from 
the uh, the artists and the writers at the end uh, they, they confirm more or less uh, it's as confirmed as people leaving a book can be is that those few panels in the middle where it's black is death but he pulls through uh, in the same way you could kind of die on the operating table yeah. but so death with scare quotes once again Marvel tells us they're gonna kill somebody and does not I am fine with it well, I will I will say also that uh I, I believe we've all all agreed that we're going to uh, go on and read the follow-up of The Man Without Fear. Yes. Yeah. Right? And I think you'll see in that that the, the question also becomes, maybe Marvel didn't kill Matt Murdock, but did they kill Daredevil? Oh, interesting. Very interesting. And I, I think... And whole- I got to say, you know what? I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Charles Sewell. Mm-hmm. And... You know, knowing some of his background, this had to, this was definitely a dream gig for him, oh, especially yeah. doing this story. Yeah. But can I say what a dick move, ending <laughs> your run by killing him and be like, "Okay, guys, good luck. You're on your own." Yeah, maybe he gave us a line. Uh, <laughs> would have been better if Phil Noto did, no, uh, just um, he added the last beat. He was like, "You know what? Screw you. <laughs> we'll make a little bit of heartbeat." And, and Noto's artwork yeah. was oh my god, incredible throughout yeah. the entire run on it. Yeah. The whole thing, but like I said, that that Karen Page, yeah. Oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I I appreciate this attempt to kill a character. I don't I don't feel like I've been cheated or that oh you've manipulated me into reading something where a person was you know technically dead on the table for a few seconds but not actually dead. I don't feel any of the stuff that I'm sure. The internet is probably feeling right now in the comments of very popular comic book websites. Uh, I actually just had a good read, and it brought me back into Daredevil for a few issues, which, you know, it's been a while. I had followed it a lot as a kid, and not not recently. So I'm glad. I'm glad we're reading the next uh, arc together, too. Mm-hmm. And I am willing to give this a mint. Uh, again, Charles Sewell fan. Do you know anything about him? He's a lawyer. He's a right? lawyer. <laughs> yes. And I loved a bunch of his stuff, including that uh, run that he did on She-Hulk that, uh, that I wound up reviewing some some years back that I thought yeah. was incredible, not knowing that he was doing Daredevil. And I'm like, what a perfect way oh, to yeah. do it. Great. And again, a dream job. I hadn't read Daredevil. I fell in love with this book so much that it makes me want to go back and collect all of the issues that he's done oh, leading nice. up to it. So definitely a mint. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this one, I highly recommend while you have a chance, go out and buy stock in uh, Wrigley's and Starlight uh, mm-hmm. while it's cheap because uh, all around mint. Mint! Yay, I'm glad. I'm very glad. I'm glad you had us read it, Pete. This is a good suggestion. Very good suggestion. Thank you. Um, And, hey. Don't get used to it. Oh, God. Everything (laughs) else is going to be terrible. The the only criticism I had was Uh, that I really wish it was a a little longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I did it, like. I appreciate the short so read. so fast that yeah. I was just like, you know, I really did want more. To uh, yeah, it. I I'll, could see I'll that. say this. I I uh, read through it and was left with a. I, I want to read more of mm-hmm. this, but at the same time, I think if I had gotten more of this story, it it might have felt drawn out. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm actually very happy with the length. No, yeah. yeah. Even though it was like, oh, I like it. Yeah, they definitely it was definitely leave them wanting more. Yeah. Exactly. That, and that element. Speaking of leaving people wanting more, that's the end for this episode of Near Mint. But hey, if you want to listen to older episodes of Near Mint, why don't you go ahead and do so? If you enjoyed this episode, please like, follow, and subscribe so you get the latest episodes in the podcaster of your choice. Oh, and leave us a good review so more people find out about this wonderful show. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.